Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. Pete Dawson is away at the moment in America, I think for the second time in the last month. Uh, <laughs> so we're joined by Sharla once again. Hi, thanks I've for having me. I've invaded Sharla's kitchen, which is of course my kitchen as well, because I live here, it's in a, it. It's a weird place to film a podcast, but it is. it'll do. It's not as good as it usually <laughs> is. But this week is the big week, guys. Japan is finally open for the first time in two years. Some person, some listener on the Abroad in Japan Reddit had a rant because apparently I wasn't happy enough in previous episodes at Japan's opening. There's been so many full starts though, right? There's been so many full starts the last two and a half years. It seemed like the country was going to open again and again. I'm not going to believe it until the first sort of foreign tourists arrive at Narita Airport and Haneda Airport in the next week or so. That is when it will finally like dawn on me that Japan is open and that is when I will celebrate and be happy, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get excited about it, really, because they've been giving us like little bits of hope that they were going to open up and it just never really happened. So mm. I don't think any of us are going to believe it until I yeah see some people coming mm. in and they don't have problems. Yeah, I mean, we're only, we're only one day away now from it happening. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Fingers crossed. I saw a ridiculous news story today. Uh, it's not the main news story of the podcast, but one that caught my attention just as I was looking, just as I was preparing for this one. Uh, the title of the p- news story is Japanese woman pays for Russian astronaut to return to Earth in an alleged scam. <laughs> what? There's all, you know, the, the, the folks that unfortunately get scammed the most in Japan are always the elderly, of which... There is a very large proportion in Japan, yeah. having the world's oldest, uh, world's largest elderly population. Um, the story says police are investigating whether a woman in central Japan was scammed into sending around 4.4 million yen, $30,000, to a person who claimed to be a Russian astronaut working at the International Space Station. He <laughs> needed money to return to Earth to marry her. The 65 year old woman became acquainted with the person on a social networking site in June before they communicated through LINE, which is kind of like our Facebook messaging app in Japan. Uh, The person repeatedly told her that they loved her and proposed marriage. The suspect then asked the woman for money as expenses for a rocket and its (laughs) landing fees on Earth, said the police. The woman accepted the request and transferred the money to a bank account specified by the person 
between August and September. And that is a new story that breaks my mind. Like, just the layers of, like, just... I, I can't believe that she believed any of that. <laughs> it sounds like she hasn't even seen the guy. They were just chatting online. Like, it wasn't even video calls. Like, there's a lot of online dating these days where you don't see the person you're dating, you, you know, and whatnot. But, like, to convince them you're an astronaut on the International Space Station, <laughs> 100 miles above the Earth, going round in circles, like, that... She could have looked him up on Wikipedia. Wait, like, what language were they speaking in? Was he a Russian astronaut that just happened to speak Japanese? Apparently so. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe the guy was pretending to be a certain astronaut and he was like, yeah, look me up on Wikipedia. Uh -huh. I'm Dmitry XYZ. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But you get scams like this quite a lot. I mean, yeah. there's like lots of acting scams like where people pretend to be actors, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you talk about that one on the podcast? I don't think so. Oh, there was another funny story where someone had convinced a lady that he was a famous actor. Mm. And he got her to send him lots of money because he was in trouble for something. I don't remember the details, but it's just ridiculous I, stories. I can't I, believe anyone falls for them. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's old age, naivety, or is that even a word? Naivety. Being naive or... Just because Japan people are more trustworthy here in general, I'd say, and you you feel like you don't you don't have to, you, you don't have to let your guard down as much. Maybe people are more susceptible to these sort of lies. Mm -hmm. I know I would be if someone came up to me. I had a really weird situation the other day. I was in Roppongi in Tokyo, going to a meeting in Mori Tower, and a guy, Japanese guy, probably in his late teens, twenties, early twenties came over, spoke in very good English, like American English, uh, fluent. And he came over and was like, hey, can I like stop you for a second? And I was like, yep, sure. Doesn't happen that often. And he had this, in his hand, he had about 20 kind of postcard size bits of artwork. And he was like, I'm an artist. I travel around and I like to stop people in the street and get them to look at my artwork and give me their feedback. And I was like, oh, that's fair enough. That's a cool idea. And... Uh, so he put this, he put these twenty like postcards in my hand, and the artwork was, for lack of a better word, just unspeakably shit. <laughs> what uh, did it look like? Uh, he got like a photo of Yoko Ono, inverted it on Photoshop, and then that, oh, so it was digital. That was it. Like it was awful. Yeah. It was, and and I felt there and then. He must have been tricking me or doing a prank or something. You. And I saw in one of his hands, he had uh, he had like some earphones with uh, a cable uh, like, leading into his pocket. You. And I, you know, I've I've been in the game. I know what's happening. Maybe he's using those as a microphone to record me. So while he's telling me about his artwork, and it gets it gets ridiculous. Like there was a uh, one bit of artwork. It was uh, white noise from like a TV, right? Yeah. And on the top of it, he'd drawn two triangles as if they were ears. Uh -huh. And he's and he said something like. I wanted these to be like the ears of Apollo, the Greek god. And he was chatting like nonsensical shit. I almost hope he was pranking me because otherwise well, this yeah, person is off the Yeah, you'll probably see this on YouTube but, next week. But they were very, you know, he did a good job playing it out. And I, while he was talking to me, just chatting unbelievable shit, I was looking around me at the surroundings trying to see like if camera. I could spot someone with like yeah. a long angle lens, right? Yeah. And I couldn't see anyone. Um, I, huh. I couldn't see anyone, unfortunately, but it was a big area, so it could have been anywhere. But and but 
I, be, I, I was under the assumption almost 50-50 that I was on camera. Mm. So he was giving, <laughs> he was like, what do you think? He, he was like, would you, would you buy it? I was, like, no, it's shit. Yeah, I was really blunt. I was like, I was like, I know art is subjective, but this is just awful. And like, <laughs> what if, what if it wasn't a prank? <laughs> well, exactly. So I was like constantly doing like one step forward, two steps back. And, uh, but like, you know, I, I know art is subjective, but this was just horrific. It's wow. like he'd gone on Google, typed in like Yoko Ono, <laughs> copied the photo, inverted it, coloured it in brown or something. It was just shit, <laughs> really shit. And then there was, the, he, he, in the in my hand, I had 20 postcards, right? These different artworks. Um, but there was only four pieces of art. What? And so it was like the same ones repeating. kept coming up with subtle colour changes. What the hell? And then he was like, I want to give these to you so you can put them on your coffee table, look at them, <laughs> and sort of maybe they'll grow on you. And I went, no. This no. has to be a prank. They won't this grow on me. Ridiculous. It must have been. And I, and I am expecting at some point in the next few weeks to be in a YouTube video. He asked me, what do I do? And I said, I'm a YouTube, like, YouTube channel. <laughs> he was probably like, oh, uh, shit. And he was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And I was like, yeah, I, I've got a, a channel called Abroad in Japan. And he said... People have been telling me to watch channels like that for a long time. It was all really weird. <laughs> anyway, I'm in two minds. I don't know if I want it to be a prank or not. I think I think I'd be happy if it was a prank, because that kind of artwork, it just if that was real, <laughs> I, feel bad for the guy. I think mankind is well and truly screwed. Anyway, let's turn to our story of the week, which is from Annalise, who says, "Hello there, Chris and Pete. My name's Annalise, and I just wanted to share a story from you." Uh, with uh, my time on JET, the JET programme. I've been on JET for about a year now, and I mainly work with younger kids, the youngest being three years old. Bloody hell, that is young. Right, on the JET programme, you get... I didn't realise you could have, like, younger-than-school-age kids. Yeah, it's very unlucky and rare. <laughs> Jeez. I remember when I got my job, I was teaching senior high school students, right, mm. 16 to 18. Probably the... Not sure which I would prefer, really. Well, I mean, at least you can talk to them about stuff, mm. right? I remember one of the guys who was a, a new sort of jet like me, he turned up and when I went I, I went to see him do do, do a class mm. and his students were like three. <laughs> and he was this like <laughs> stern, rather stern guy. Oh, nice no. nice guy, quite stern. Uh, and it just felt like it just this shouldn't be a thing that's uh. happening. Anyway. Back to Annalise. Uh, this week, after our lessons were done, I was invited to plant pansies out in the playground with the kids. We'd all had a great time planting the flowers until I noticed a gaggle of children standing in a circle, staring at something. It was a frog. Now I like frogs and I think they're cute, so I scooped it up with the intention of depositing it safely across the playground. But the kids were fascinated. They wanted to see the frog. They wanted to play with the frog. I'd seen other young children at my elementary schools treating bugs with care, so I foolishly acquiesced to the kindergartners, please. This was a big mistake. The first few children passed the frog around, but one of the more pushy kids insisted on holding it, and the poor creature had barely been deposited into her hands before she began to squeeze the life out of it. Bloody hell. I tried to grab it from her, crying, Yes, Ashkete, yes, Ashkete, <laughs> gently, gently, multiple times, in vain, to attempt to save the poor frog's life, but she evaded my attempts to snatch the frog back. I could only watch in horror as she thrust it towards her classmate's face and cackled as the frog's eyes and tongue bulged from its head. Bloody hell. This is, this is like the... Horrible child. The, yeah, the beginnings of a mass murder. Eventually, she gave the frog back to me. It rolled sadly into my hands, very much dead. Holy crap. I felt for the poor little guy, so I made my way across the playground to at least give it the dignity 
of a resting place beneath some pretty flowers, away from the small demon child. <laughs> Have a good one, Annalise. What the... F- this is insane. What a horrible story. That's really depressing. I've seen lots of children treating animals really roughly here. Really? I, I feel like people don't really scold children here when they do something bad. You'll mm. notice them like screaming on the train and the mums will just sit there and ignore them like they don't exist. I find it's 50-50, but I mean... That's just sad. I don't want to read that. <laughs> a, a, a child killing a frog. You chose it. <laughs> I didn't you choose it. You chose the story. No, no. I, didn't, I don't choose the stories. We have someone who prepares the podcast <laughs> and then going to be fired now for letting that slip the net. Um, that's really depressing. I don't, That was just sad. Nothing good has come from this. On a slightly more positive to note... Uh, Is it though? <laughs> On a slightly more positive note, uh, the uh, the Abroad Japan Wacky Weekend Cycle is finally out tonight. Oh, yay. Oh, oh. don't be too excited. Yeah, well, it's 2am and I've been waiting for you to finish editing it. I'm not overly excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be worth the wait. 40 minutes of Connor and I complaining, whinging and whining as we cycle across Hokkaido. Check <laughs> well it out there, guys. It. It's going to be a good one. It is, it is a, you know, you might have already seen it on Connor's streams, but... You, this is a, a whole new perspective, my perspective. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's good. Check it out. Um, it was a really epic adventure, and you know, I, even though the video probably drags on a bit, hopefully it captures the sort of epic nature of, of travelling across Hokkaido, and that no frogs died along the way either. Although we did see a deer that had been hit by a car oh, and God. literally exploded I all over the road. Part. We didn't film it. That's horrible. We what a horrible podcast yeah. this is. <laughs> it's the last time I joined you. Right. And it seems <laughs> this week's news story also involves animals. Oh, God. But they, it didn't die, did it? All right, here we go. So a Nagasaki man lifted his apartment toilet lid to find a terrifying, <laughs> terrifying surprise inside. Uh, what would you do if you opened your toilet lid to reveal a snake coiled up in your toilet bowl? Uh, that's what one Nagasaki man did after finding a 1.6 metre, wow. a five-foot snake in his toilet. At 4pm, the 40-year-old man, who lives in a two-storey apartment in the town of Sasa, uh, lifted his toilet to find a snake and promptly shut it again. Uh, I was so surprised, I didn't need to go to the toilet anymore, said the man. <laughs> I just didn't need that line. The next day, uh, <laughs> a local uh, environmental hygiene control officer arrived to remove the snake. Apparently, it was a rainbow boa, a non-venomous huh. snake native to South America. But where the hell did this snake come from? Probably asking. Now, there are snakes in Japan. You don't see them that often, do you? I mean, no. I've seen one in the water I've last year. probably only seen two or three in the wild. They can get really big here. Mm. But this this one isn't from Japan. This was from a pet store. Yes, it was a, a rainbow boa, not from Japan, native to here. Yeah. Uh, it turns out the snake belonged to a man who lived, perhaps unsurprisingly, in the apartment directly below the victim. And he confessed that he'd lost the snake when he placed it in the bathtub while cleaning its cage at the end of September. Uh, it then managed to escape the tub, wedge itself into a small space behind the toilet where the owner could not remove it, and then the snake managed to disappear, presumably climbing up the plumbing into the, <laughs> the apartment above. You'd think he would let people know like there's a snake somewhere in the building. That's pretty frightening. Keep an eye. Did he not care about his pet? I mean, he gave up very easily, didn't he? Because yeah. the snake had gone for like five days. He's like, oh, well, 
I mean, you could have done like a notice for the apartment block. By the way, my massive rainbow <laughs> boa if you see it, let is, me know. is roaming free at the moment. <laughs> Keep an eye out. I mean, bloody hell, I hope there's no one like that in our apartment block. If a snake got into our apartment, would it eat the cats? Uh, like a boa snake? Probably. <laughs> Bye-bye, Maro. Maro would have a good fight. Maro would have a good fight. Not like that frog. No, a second ago, Maro got really scared by the PS5 controller. I think he thought it was an animal and he jumped so high in the air. It doesn't sound like Maro. (laughs) It was really cute. (laughs) Then he smacked it with his paw bunch. He's supposed to be the first line of defence against insects, snakes, spiders. (laughs) He's good with spiders. And yet a fucking inanimate PlayStation 5 controller brought the cat to his knees. Unbelievable. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments and questions in the Fax Machine. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Hey, Cyber Chris and Punky Pete. Punky Pete. <laughs> I was wondering what the best spots around Tokyo or Osaka are for that gritty neon Blade Runner look. Are there specific little alleys, nooks, or crannies you know of, and perhaps any other areas around Tokyo? Cheers, Henry from London. I mean, I'm pretty well placed to answer that question, given that's all I've pursued the last few years. In mm. terms of Tokyo, you've got, you know, you've got Shinjuku, Kabuki Cho, Golden Guy. Uh, what's that alley? Which piss, one? piss alley. Piss it's alley. got a nicer name. <laughs> Harmonica Yorkshire or something. I don't know. I've only yeah. heard it called I, Piss Alley. Yeah, just Piss Alley. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's called that because it's actually a very nice alley, and there's no piss to be had unless you are pissed because <laughs> you sure? you're drinking Pitch. too much. I don't know. Uh, then there's Shibuya, but 
it's not as good as it used I to be. I like Shibuya. Shibuya Crossing. Photos. Yeah. There's that one really cool building. I don't know if it's the stream building. Victor always takes really cool photos of it. Frame of travel. Yeah, that, that makes some really cool shots, that building. And the, well, there's the Love Hotel District. Yeah, kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dorgenzaka, it's called. Mm. That's pretty good. Mm. Uh, and then you've got uh, kind of Shimbashi area between Yurakucho and Shimbashi. There's lots of little alleyways going underneath the train bridges for the Yamanote line that are really quite cool. cool They're probably the main candidates. Um, And then over in Osaka, just the whole area of Namba and uh, Shinsaibashi. I'd say Osaka is grittier than Tokyo and I'd like to really go there and and and, take more photos. Mm. Because Osaka, for my money, that is the closest to Blade Runner in some respects. It's something about Osaka. It's just a little bit grittier, a little bit dirtier yeah, a little around more the edges. Rundown. Yeah, more rundown. Yeah. Tokyo's been sort of renovated and kind of gentrified immensely in the last two years. Mm. Whereas Osaka's still the same wreck that it was when I first got here. But like, that's why I like Osaka more. Um, we've got one here from Brighton, from Burlington, uh, Iowa. It says, Greetings, Chris and Pete. Karaoke is pretty popular in Japan. Uh, that's always baffled me to. Ha- given that how sort of introverted Japanese society can be. Can you tell us how karaoke became so popular? Have you ever been invited to go out and sing it? I think you'd be good belting out some 80s songs. Uh, all the best, Brighton from Iowa. I mean, going back to Osaka, the only time I've ever, I've ever featured, I think, like karaoke in a, a Braun Japan video was on the Osaka mm. episode, which you were present for. Right? Mm-hmm. I love that because everyone's singing and then... There's just a there's just a pause in the singing and then Ian Rudd <laughs> just comes in with like come 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 and that's such a good moment. Um, I don't really know how karaoke became so popular. Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that karaoke in Japan is not like karaoke in like North America. I don't know what it's like in England, but like in Canada, you stand up in front of the entire bar and you sing uh, in front of people you don't know. But here in Japan, you're in a private room with just your friends. Not always. Like when I did it in Sakata, it would often be like a snack bar in front of everyone. Yeah, but that's a snack bar. That's not karaoke. We also had this really cool club that unfortunately shut where you could like perform on stage with like, they had like guitars and drums mm. and you could go up and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, you will be doing it in a dedicated karaoke shop. They are really good. You get an all-you-can-eat and all-you-can-drink plan often, mm. so you can spend all night there. Uh, or in my case, I think I filmed a podcast there with Connor once. Did you? When uh, my apartment was having some construction work done. <laughs> I had to quickly pluck a location out of the air. And They're nicely right. soundproofed. Yeah, yeah, they are. And yeah. A lot of people actually go in there to work and, yeah. uh, and even have a nap. Um, but yeah, I don't really know how they became popular. I need to look into that. I think I know it was around like the sixties or seventies. Uh, somebody created a karaoke machine. I think it was in the seventies. Hmm. It sort of took off from there. But some more investigation required. Uh, we got one from Calvin. What we got? Dear courageous Chris and priceless Pete, I'm thinking of not wasting another second and coming immediately when Japan opens up tomorrow. Uh, the only problem is none of my friends are crazy enough to do something last minute like this with me. My question to you both is solo travel just as good as traveling with friends in Japan? And what are some things you can do in your travels to add some of that social component? Um, yeah, I think solo traveling in Japan's amazing. Mm. It's um, It's so safe here, so you don't have to worry about that. And lots of the locations are kind of just like, I don't know, chill, relaxing areas that you'd want to walk around in on your own Mm. and just kind of slowly enjoy them. 
There's a lot of meetups as well. Whenever I go in um, pubs that I like, like uh, Hobgoblin, there's always some sort of meetup going on. Yeah, so, if you want to meet friends and maybe find someone oh, to no, join you. This is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like strangers and pubs stuff. Pubs are great, yeah. They have like, uh, I think there's a, I, I don't know if it still exists, that website. Literally, I think it was called Meetups. Oh, I don't, And you could yeah. just meet strangers and do stuff. And I, I, kind of, I used to go to a few in my first year. And meet people so that's another option but yeah i think japan's a, a great place to travel around alone um how can you add a social component i don't know i mean you've really got to just be out get out there go to bars mm. go to restaurants pluck up the courage to talk to people um, something that i'm still not very good at i'm kind of shy when i'm talking to japanese people in bars and restaurants still Really? Yeah. I think it's because part of it is you do have the same conversations a lot. Mm. Like, why are you here? Mm. Why did you come here? When did you get here? Oh, England. (laughs) It's like the conversations run dry. Yeah, that's uh, true. Someone's done it a few times, or in my case, several thousand times (laughs) over the course of a decade. Maybe try some, like, hands-on activities, like not just going to the bar, maybe, like, making pottery. Oh, no, not pottery. (laughs) That kind of thing, where you'll be put in, like, a group of people. Mm. you'll probably have a slightly more interesting conversation than if you were just to meet someone at the bar. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, some pretty good advice. But just honestly, yeah, the trick is just get out there, go to some bars, pluck up some courage, have a drink, chat to people, see what happens. But mm. uh, yeah, Japan opens tomorrow. Well done. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Exciting. <laughs> we'll uh, celebrate when it happens. Again, I'm going to celebrate when it does happen. We're two days away. In the next podcast, there'll be... Fucking fireworks going off in the background. <laughs> I'll have party poppers. Don't worry. I'll be there. But thank you for joining us again, Charlotte. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon, depending on where <laughs> Pete is. Hope he's having a good time in Seattle, down the uh, down the West Coast. Keep your stories, questions, comments coming into a Born Japan podcast at gmail.com. Have yourself a great few days. Check out the epic Hokkaido cycle, Wacky Weekend Fitness Special with Connor. And we'll see you later in the week. It's all over again on the Born Japan podcast. Bye for now. Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.